health and well-being with our resident naturopath, Russell Setright. Indeed, visit russellsetright.com. When you're there, look at the book, Get Well in the Golden Years. You can grab one for yourself. And, of course, all the uh, all the uh, issues we discuss, recipes, all that good stuff at russellsetright.com. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm going very well, thanks, Luke. And yourself? Yeah, just fine, thank you. You got through the, the warmish day okay, did you? We did what warmest in 25 years or something. It wasn't so bad yeah. up around the Bathurst area. We got 32, 33, which is okay. warm, but yeah. not as bad as it was in the western suburbs of Sydney. You but know what? I reckon uh, now that many of us live or work in air conditioning, we get a hot day and we haven't had one for some time. And it's like, oh, no, what's happening? The world, it's ending as we know it. How can it possibly be that hot? But you go back four or five years when it was quite consistently that hot in summer, it was just, oh, yeah, it's a hot day. <laughs> Almost get on with it. You're right. We have temporary acclimatisation. Um, you know, we, and when you get the figures that say, this is the hottest it's been in three years, you go, yeah. well, yeah. That's not long ago. No, no. <laughs> and uh, it, it's the hottest day in a March since for 20-odd years. But I remember 42, 43, even 44-degree days. And mm. when I was young, we had a different way of measuring it. They were in Fahrenheit, not of course. centigrade. Yeah. And, you know, what was air conditioning? I, re- I remember the first one I ever got in the car, which is that was a box that fitted under the dash. Remember that? Yes, yes. Yeah, it dries yeah. up all the time. It didn't work properly. So no. I think that you have got to realise that uh, air conditioning is something that you don't have to live in all the time. It's good for elderly people to cool down, go to a shopping centre. I think that's a good idea. We've got to be careful of that with our elderly people. Yeah. And young babies as well, keeping them warm. But a spray of misty water and a fan on you, uh, that'll cool you down pretty well. It will. And, uh, and something that uh, doesn't cost a lot of money and it works extremely well. And I advise people in this heat to get a little spray bottle, have a fan, and when you get really hot, just spray it in the air in front of you. The mist goes on you. It cools dramatically as it as it goes into uh, become in the air as humidity, and that drop in temperature is enough to really cool you down, even better than an air conditioner. There you go. Now, a new study has found that physical activity is highly beneficial in treating depression, anxiety, and psychological distress. Now, I'm sure we've talked about that before, have we not? We have, and... You know, you can look at it and say, well, if you're busy doing something, you can't remember to be anxious about anything. Because most anxiety and depression comes about thinking the past and then the future. It's very hard to get anxious about something that hasn't happened. Yeah. So what they've found that physical activity, going to a nice place is another thing to remember in your your mind. I'm going to go down the beach and watch the waves roll in or near a waterfall. They're all good things to do, Mm. but um, the actual physical activity now in these studies has been shown to reduce the risk of certain mental upsetting disorders such as anxiety, depression, and some other psychological disorders. So it's important for your overall health anyhow. So let's get into exercise a bit more. Absolutely. Heart attack and sleep. People who have insomnia was 69% more likely to have a heart attack compared to those who didn't. And those who slept five hours or less had the greatest chance of experiencing a heart attack. Everyone who works on this show is looking at the ground very concerned. (laughs) 
I thought, well, why don't we change this and do it in the middle of the day, Luke? I yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, with you. What is this nighttime stuff we yeah. do all the time? Madness. And uh, I'd hate to think how many years I've been doing it. It, it goes back a fair while. And um, look, when you have your sleep, this is the thing, and it's difficult when you're a shift worker um, like yourself and like I am doing nighttime uh, shows and bits and pieces and study that you do a regular sleep pattern. So maybe one week um, you're, you're getting to bed early in the morning and then you've got a weekend where you're doing something different. Be regular at what you're doing that so that your rhythm, the body's rhythm, the internal clock mechanism is not rewound every day to a different time. They did say that in this study when I looked at it, that if you're going to bed at 11 o'clock and getting up in the morning and you've had seven hours sleep, that's okay, but don't go to bed at 6 o'clock one night 11 o'clock another night, 8 o'clock another night, 2 o'clock another night. Now, through, if it happens to be a shift worker and you go to bed at 7 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock in the morning, make, and this is something in this study too, make it dark. Now, we've talked about this at length, Luke, but make it very dark. Yes. Make sure that they said don't have any electrical devices on. Well, that's hard to do, but you can do it. Yeah. If you get a little, if you go to Bunnings and you buy one of these, and hello Bunnings, they're not sponsoring me, but you know, um, go and buy one of those little things that you put in your PowerPoint. You've got a little button by your bed, yep. and you can turn off all of your standbys that have got little lights going on them, blue lights and red lights. Yes. Because those blue lights from those, and this study said it's very important to get those off. So you can do it that way. You don't have to jump out of bed and go and turn everything off. You just go blunk. And I've actually got one. Um, hit that button and everything goes off. And you can hit it um, to turn everything on and get your lights oh, and so on. Okay. So because this is very important to get that blue light off. And they're associated with obesity. It's associated with um, developing diabetes, heart disease. But, you know, the risk of having a heart attack, 70% or 69% increase. For those that aren't doing that sleeping pattern, I mean, that's one hell of an increase, isn't it? Isn't it? What? I just listened to you talk, and I think everything bad is the way I live my life. <laughs> it's a miracle I made it to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've also got to look at it. The, the chances of increase, of course, if you do everything else right, you can mitigate that to a degree. Right. This is a large study, tens of thousands of people over a long period of time. So when you look at big studies like this, you've got to say, well, um, how can I get a regularity into the sleeping pattern? Yeah. And you can do it, you yeah. know, because you work at night, you finish your show, Luke, you can say, okay, I'm going to plan on doing this. There's external factors. Hi, can we just go out today and you not get your sleeping pattern in this day and we'll be a bit later? We all know that's going to happen. Yeah. But if we, tr if we try and make it a regular thing, get that total darkness, which is not as easy in the daytime. But, but And there's a lot of shift workers, a lot of people who are listening to us this morning are shift workers. Mm. So it's very important that they try and do this, and that'll make a big difference. If you're doing it five out of seven days, that's very positive. And the other days, you've got a bit of a change. When you make that change, sometimes taking melatonin, which you can get from the, the, the pharmacy, can actually help the body switch into the new circonian rhythm change. Um, I know many years ago I had a lot of pilots doing that to help with their jet lag when they changed the time zone. So a lot of things you can do to do it, 
and hopefully that uh, reduces the incidence of cardiovascular disease and gives you a longer life. Indeed. Now, soybean varieties with greater proportions of a certain protein uh, reduce plasma cholesterol levels and promote liver health. This sounds interesting. You might have noticed I didn't dare uh, try and pronounce this uh, this protein. Yeah, say that again. Congratin. Yeah, what he said. So, is, so. T- tell me what soybean <laughs> varieties contain this. Look, I don't think we need to worry about the greater. All of them contain some. Uh-huh. Uh, soybean flour definitely seems to contain the, the highest proportion. So if you're making uh, your soybean loaves out of soybean flour, that's one way of doing it. But I wouldn't be overly concerned. The, the studies show that if you have more soybeans in your diet, that's tofu, um, you can have soy and linseed bread, um, which I have. And so there are a lot of ways of getting your increased levels of soy into the diet. Now, they have phytoestrogens that that are good for men's prostate, that are good for women as well. But they also uh, help uh, the, the liver function more properly. And one of the big problems we've got is fatty liver disease that occurs if you've got a lot of overweight. Of course, you can get it from alcohol. That's alcohol-related fatty liver disease. Or you can get it from just being obese and eating the wrong foods. So replacing a lot of those foods with soy is going to reduce that liver disease and help reduce also atherosclerosis hardening of the arteries. So it's a very, very important additive to stick into the diet. So you don't have to change overnight saying I'm going to be all soy and no more meat. Mm. Put some in and reduce what you're doing in one way and increase the other. So reduce some of the fatty meats and, and things that we know aren't all that good for us and increase some of the soy foods and you'll find that that'll, that'll work quite well. Excellent. How's the bull? He's, he's, he's going okay, but he's decided he better not uh, mix with the other one because he's not as friendly towards him. So oh. he's gone down, hiding down one of the back paddocks all by himself. But yeah. I heard him call out, um, just say, hi, I'm still here. But give him the benefit of that. He's got a paddock all to himself and lots of grass and yeah. and water. So he's, he's probably not as happy as he was, but... He's probably not. He's probably a bit, bit happier than being chased by a, a two and a half ton bull that wants to have him for breakfast. Did you uh, did you let him uh, into the house and and have a chat to him, or did you do all the counselling outside? I did all the counselling, but he actually got on the veranda and broke some of the boards of it because he, you know, and I'm serious, he went straight through oh. some of the parts of the veranda. So we had to give him a bit of a spank on the bottom and tell him not to do that. Yeah, which oh, is a bit hard when you. Yeah, when you look at the size of him, and, and uh, but yeah. he thinks I'm a lot tougher than I am. Well, <laughs> so, apparently he does. Apparently well, he does. As, as long as they all think that, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, RussellSetrite.com recipes, information, and coming soon to RussellSetrite.com. I'll be careful how I say this. Bull tips. <laughs> the bull whisperer. The bull whisperer. That's you. Take care, mate. <laughs> We've got to careful how we do say that one, Luke. We yes, do absolutely. indeed. All right. Talk to you next week. All the best. Thank you. You too, Russell Setright.